everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea, and I'm here again with Lindsay, and we are talking about the golden calf and Moses getting real angry. (laughs) (laughs) Real angry. (laughs) He hadn't eaten for a while. Exactly. I mean, there is so much in this passage, and a lot of it, for me, reading it, and as I'm reading through this whole story of the Bible, I'm, kind of said before, Lindsay, like, you're immersing yourself in it, and I'm I'm so sad. Like, I'm so sad. Yeah. Sounds weird, but I'm sad for God. Like, to see people turn their back on God is, like, I don't know. It's so sad. I'm sad for Moses. Um, but that's what stuck out to me the most is just the people turning back on God and um, knowing that he brought them out of Egypt. And then because they didn't see Moses in a little bit, they were like, hey, I think we should have some other gods. Um, And Aaron, Aaron had just, we read earlier that Aaron had a meal in the presence of God and comes down and builds builds a a God that's not the Lord and, and lies about it too. So, yeah, it's crazy. No, it's, I heard someone say once that, because they've just come out of Egypt with, I mean, amazing signs and wonders, Mm -hmm. uh, undoubtedly. Right. They know who the Lord is. There's no doubt. (laughs) Yeah. There's no doubt if you look at the plagues and just the parting of the Red Sea. Yeah. And I heard someone say once that their building of the calf is not just them cheating on God, it's them cheating on God during the honeymoon. Like, it's fresh what they have, the wonders that they've seen. Um, but it just goes to show that they've been taken out of Egypt, but Egypt has not been taken out of them. They right. still, it's just real messy on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the slightest delay of Moses up on the mountain. They're not quite sure what to do. And what we do in the delay is really interesting when we yeah. don't hear from God. Right. They immediately are like, okay, let's go back to what we know. Yeah, and Aaron was totally on board with it. And we were talking about before how God is actually speaking to Moses about Aaron's priestly role and this amazing opportunity that he and his sons have to be in the presence of God. And while he's talking, Aaron is building a golden calf. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to (laughs) think of how, because so much in the Old Testament, we think God's like this kind of meanie and that he gets really nice and gracious in the New Testament when Jesus comes along. But think of how stunning that is Mm -hmm. and how gracious God is. It says, nope, Aaron and his sons and his descendants, they're going to be the priests. They're going to represent. He's saying that while they're busy melting and stirring gold earrings. It's, it's, and, it's and he recreates gracious. Eden yeah. in Genesis chapter 3 because mm. when the, he's confronted, he says, oh, you know, I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> the people made me these do it. These people that you gave us. Yeah, these people, <laughs> this wife you gave, whatever. <laughs> right. And poof, out comes this golden calf. Right. Like, you know, however could this have happened, yeah. uh, <laughs> Moses? <laughs> right. But you're right. The graciousness of God to know what's happening, the sin that is in his people and Aaron's heart, and still he's choosing Aaron. Like, that's grace. Yeah. And it's mercy. This It's a stunning picture of grace. Hmm. It's yeah. a stunning picture. And the other thing that stuck out to me was just I keep seeing Christ in the character of Moses. Mm. And Moses interceding on the behalf of a wicked people 
is, I mean, something that Christ did for us. Christ was the sacrifice for us. And I, I thought about um, Abraham and how he was trying to protect Sodom and Gomorrah and saying, even if there's like one, if there's like 10 righteous people, if there's 50, whatever numbers he gave, he was like interceding for righteous people. Moses like worshiped and knelt down and was like interceding on behalf of this very wicked people that made him very angry. Like he's not He's not in a good mood right now. <laughs> no, but I think he's seeing the reality of their sin, and I think that's part of what drove him to grace. Hmm. Seeing this golden calf, seeing how quickly they turned to it, seeing the reality of our sinfulness, realizing if God isn't gracious, there's no hope. Yeah, we're because we we can't do this on our own. We're not going to be able to please God and walk right. Right. the path that we need. So God. We need your presence and your grace right. in our lives. And he, but he could have been, because God was like, yeah, I'll make you a, a nation. But he could have yeah. been like, okay, God, I'm down with that because these people are the worst. But he yeah. didn't. He interceded on their behalf. Um, what an amazing leader. Yeah. And I would love to be a leader like Moses. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if only. <laughs> in our humanness, we, we're we not like Moses so often. We're like, yeah, wipe him out. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You can start over with me. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I... I'm just so overwhelmed by how Moses loved the people and was and just knew the truth of God's presence and he just knew that God's presence was actually the blessing. He didn't want to go on without the Lord because the Lord threatened to remove his dwelling place from the people. But yeah, he and he wasn't focused on getting the land. Get it? He knew. Right. He knew that they were delivered to dwell with God, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know, if you don't go with us, if you're not amongst us." There's no po- I'm not doing this. Yeah. It's it's all about you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, what a good lesson to learn. <laughs> <laughs> the actual blessing isn't the destination. It's actually just being with God. Yeah. He is our greatest prize. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we should just end there because <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> there's nothing else to say. Nope. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening. I uh, hope you're continuing with us. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We'd love to chat about the Bible with you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Exodus 32, beginning in verse 1. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, O Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, Tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. The Lord told Moses, Quick, go down the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted down gold and made a calf, and they have bowed down to sacrifice to it. They are saying, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them, and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation." But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? 
Turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You bound yourself with an oath to them, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all this land I have promised to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. Then Moses turned and went down the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. When Joshua heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below them, he exclaimed to Moses, It sounds like war in the camp. But Moses replied, No, it is not a shout of victory, nor the wailing of defeat. I hear the sound of a celebration. When they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing, and he burned with anger. He threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf they had made and burned it. Then he ground it into powder and threw it into the water and forced the people to drink it. Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, What did these people do to you to make you bring such a terrible sin upon them? Don't get so upset, my lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, Make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt." So I told them, whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. Moses told them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even your brothers, friends, and neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses' command, and about 3,000 people died that day. Then Moses told the Levites, Today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, for you obeyed him even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers. Today you have earned a blessing. The next day, Moses said to the people, You have committed a terrible sin, but I will go back up to the Lord on the mountain. Perhaps I will be able to obtain forgiveness for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, what terrible sin these people have committed. They have made gods of gold for themselves. But now, if you will only forgive them their sin, but if not, erase my name from the record you have written. But the Lord replied to Moses, No, I will erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Now go lead the people to the place I told you about. Look, my angel will lead the way before you. And when I come to call the people to account, I will certainly hold them responsible for their sins. Then the Lord sent a great plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf Aaron had made. The Lord said to Moses, Get going, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt. Go to the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them, I will give this land to your descendants, and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey. But I will not travel among you, for you are stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I will surely destroy you along the way. When the people heard these stern words, they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewelry and fine clothes. For the Lord had told Moses to tell them, You are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you, even for a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry and fine clothes while I decide what to do with you. So from the time they left Mount Sinai, the Israelites wore no more jewelry or fine clothes. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance away from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. 
As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the cloud, people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably upon you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you and I know you by name. Moses responded, Then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you. For I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me and live. The Lord continued, Look, stand near me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. Then the Lord said to Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. I will write on them the same words that were on the tablets you smashed. Be ready in the morning to climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me to the top of the mountain. No one else may come with you. In fact, no one is to appear anywhere on the mountain. Do not even let the flocks or herds graze near the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets of stone like the first ones. Early in the morning, he climbed Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him and carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood with him there, and he called out his own name, Yahweh. And the Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshiped. And he said, O Lord, if it is true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, it is, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possession. The Lord replied, Listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. Then I will go ahead of you and drive out the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be very careful never to make a treaty with the people who live in the land where you are going. If you do, you will follow their evil ways and be trapped. Instead, you must break down their pagan altars, smash their sacred pillars, and cut down their Asherah poles. You must worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. 
You must not make a treaty of any kind with the people living in the land. They lust after their gods, offering sacrifices to them. They will invite you to join them in their sacrificial meals, and you will go with them. Then you will accept their daughters, who sacrifice to other gods as wives for your sons. And they will seduce your sons to commit adultery against me by worshiping other gods. You must not make any gods of molten metal for yourselves. You must celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, the bread you must eat must be made without yeast, just as I commanded you. Celebrate this festival annually at the appointed time in early spring in the month of Abib, for that is the anniversary of your departure from Egypt. The firstborn of every animal belongs to me, including the firstborn males from your herds of cattle and your flocks of sheep and goats. A firstborn donkey might be bought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. No one may appear before me without an offering. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day you must stop working, even during the seasons of plowing and harvest. You must celebrate the festival of harvest with the first crop of the wheat harvest and celebrate the festival of the final harvest at the end of the harvest season. Three times each year, every man in Israel must appear before the sovereign, the Lord, the God of Israel. I will drive out the other nations ahead of you and expand your territory so no one will covet and conquer your land while you appear before the Lord your God three times a year. You must not offer the blood of my sacrificial offerings together with any baked goods containing yeast, and none of the meat of the Passover sacrifice may be kept over until the next morning. As you harvest your crops, bring the very best of the first harvest to the house of the Lord your God. You must not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down all these instructions, for they represent the terms of the covenant I am making with you in Israel. Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord forty days and forty nights. And all that time he ate no bread and drank no water. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, on the stone tablets. When Moses came down, Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. He wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them and asked Aaron and all the leaders of the community to come over, and he talked with them. Then all the people of Israel approached him, and Moses gave them all the instructions the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil but whenever he went into the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he would remove the veil until he came out again. Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him, and the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face. So he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.